0: So uh, like Albert uh, Lewis said, we've been uh, going through Mark uh, in our uh, Bible study that we've been attending, and uh, I was going to bring uh, just some thoughts that I had on um, faithfulness, um, some aspects of, of faith um, that, that I found just kind of in my in my studies. Uh, I'd like to start. By reading a, a passage from Mark chapter nine, I'm going to be reading uh, verses sixteen through twenty-nine. So, um, just to kind of give some context, uh, Christ has just come down from the uh, the Mount the Mountain of uh, Transfiguration, and the scribes um, have come come before Him, and uh, there's a a man who has a son who's possessed of a of a, a foul spirit and so'll I'll go ahead and read this passage I'll start starting in verse 16 and he asked the scribes what question ye with them and one of the multitude answered and said master I have brought unto thee my son which hath a dumb spirit and wheresoever he taketh him he teareth him and he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth and pineth away and I spake, to thy disciples, and they sh- should cast him out, and they could not. And he answered him, and saith, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him, straightway the spirit tear him, and fell on the ground, and wallowed, foaming. And he asked his father, How long is it ago since this came unto unto him? And he said, Of a child. And oft times he hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on him and help us. And Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him, and enter no more into him. And the Spirit cried, and rent him sore, and came out of him. And he was as one dead, insomuch that many said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he was when he come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could we not cast him out? And he said unto them, This kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. So like I said, I was going to share some thoughts I had on, on faith um, and, and the, the faith that's displayed here uh, in Mark chapter 9. Um, in, in verse 19 there, um, Christ uses some pretty harsh language um, towards his disciples. Um, he, he rebukes them uh, and he says unto them, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. Um now this this is in response to the man um claiming that the disciples were unable to cast out the the this foul spirit, the the demon out of the child. And uh it's not the first time that Christ rebukes the disciples uh in Mark. Um now Christ is very patient with his disciples, and he is um very patient with us as well, and that that's a huge blessing. But there's also a there's also a rebuke of Peter, and I'll, I'll turn there really quickly. It's in Mark chapter eight, verse seventeen. This is uh, Jesus reasoning is is uh, reasoning with his disciples here because they uh, they were thinking that it was because they had forgotten bread um, in this particular passage. Um, and they reasoned among themselves. This is in verse 16. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, Is it because we have no bread? And Jesus knew it, and he saith unto them, Why reason ye because ye have no bread? Perceive ye not, yet neither understand? Have ye... You, have you Have ye your heart yet hardened? Having eyes, see you not? And having ears, hear you not? And do you not remember? When I break the five loaves among five thousand, how many baskets full of fragments took ye? And they said unto him, twelve. And when the seven among four thousand, how many baskets full of fragments took ye up? And they said, seven. And he said unto them, how is it that ye do not understand? So, again, Christ uh, is is very patient with us, and, and it's a blessing that He is that He is patient with us. But we are incredibly weak, and, and our minds naturally are on the carnal world and are on carnal things. And just in thinking about that, and in contrast to um, faithfulness and having faith in Christ. Um, there is a constant battle that goes on in our in our soul and in our hearts um, of faithfulness and that we, we need to be faithful, um, that we need to constantly be reminding ourselves that Christ is the only and the the only um, channel and road that we have for salvation and for redemption. But again, we, we struggle with, with being carnal and with, with being weak in our faith. And so that's what I would like to, um, focus on for a little bit. Um, and, and, even the, the man that, that Christ helps here, the, the boy's father, um, who he casts out the demon, um, he, he cries out to, to Christ and says, um, I believe, I, I have faith, but I need, I need your assistance with my unbelief, with my shortcomings, because, like I said, it, it's a constant battle uh, of our flesh. Do you want to put our faith in ourselves and not and not in Christ? So first, I'm going to look at um, uh, Christ rewards faith. Um, he rewards our our faith in Him and our um, open testimony of, Lord, I can do nothing in, in, in and of myself, my own strength, I can do nothing. Um, he rewards an attitude of, I need Christ because I know there are things in my life and I know that there are aspects of my life that I cannot change in and of my own strength. So to illustrate that, I want to look at Mark chapter 1, verses 40 through 42. That reads, And there came a leper to him, beseeching him, and kneeling down to him, saying unto him, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus, moved with compassion, put forth his hand, and touched him, and said unto him, I will be thou clean. Christ grants us the power of faith. Um, Christ is faithful to instill in us the ability to have faith in him and his power. Um, this leper comes to Christ knowing that Christ can help him and that as far as the leper knows, he is the only person that can help him. Um, as a leper, he was completely um, cast out from society. He was completely um, alienated from a normal life. And, and he realizes that Christ is the only um, person that can, that can grant him healing and, and save him. Um, and it, it's that word there that the man with the, uh, child possessed of the spirit uses, uh, thou canst. Um, it's, it's a, a phrase that's used. Uh, the man says, if thou will, um, thou canst. And Christ uses it again when he says, um, flip back over. I don't want to misquote it. Christ says, if thou canst believe, um, and it's, it's a similar a similar word is used in, in all three instances. Um, and it just pointed out to me that that we are given the ability through Christ, not in our own strength, but Christ gives us the ability to be faithful in him, uh, to to put our trust in him and to have that childlike dependence in him. Um, I'd like to turn to uh, Matthew. Chapter 4. I'm just going to read. This is a verse everyone's very familiar with, I'm sure, but I'm going to read verse 4 there. Uh, But he answered and said, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Man was never made to live by his own carnal uh, desires. We were, we were never made to live by just purely, you know, food for our nourishment. We, we were meant to live by the inspired word of Christ in feeding our souls and and replacing uh, desires uh, that we have. I know that that there are desires in the heart and that are desires in our lives that that are not based in anything other than carnal wants, desires, and and lusts of the flesh. But those are meant to be removed and replaced with Christ's blood, with pursuing Christ, with with faith. They're meant to be replaced with a faith in God that God is faithful to um, change my life and to put in my heart things that are um, of substance and of substance. Um, that we can that we can lean on. Um, and that, that is faithfulness, faithfulness in, in Christ and faithfulness in Christ's ability to put a purpose in our lives, to fill voids that are there um, that are left unfilled by um, worldly desires, worldly pleasures. Um, we were made to be fed from the living Word of God. and how are we fed? We are fed by having faith. And the saving blood of Christ Jesus, um, we also see here Christ gives us a display of His great power. We we see that in Christ's healing of the leper. Um, Christ doesn't have to reveal Himself uh, in such powerful ways in Scriptures as as we've been reading through through Mark. It's pretty much been nonstop. Christ, um, He displays great power when He He controls the weather. He casts out demons. He heals people. And, and that's not just there for, um, us to read and, and try to contemplate it, but we can't really, you know, imagine someone having that kind of power. But that's, that's also there for us to have faith in Him. Christ doesn't have to put so many examples of that in Scripture, but He does. Um, and He does that for our edification, um, for our encouragement, that we're not, we're not putting faith in something, um, that's flimsy, something that's not, um, strong, we're putting our faith in something that's powerful. Um we're putting our faith in something that's everlasting. And and Christ displays that um power uh, quite frequently throughout Mark. Um and it is such a blessing for Christ to give us um these constant displays of his power through healing and, and casting out of demons. Um, the next aspect of faith I would like to look at is is the power of faith. So I want to turn to Mark chapter 2. I'm going to read verses 1 through 5. And he again entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noised that he was in the house, and straightway many were gathered together insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them, and they came unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. When they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. The men in this um, story here, are so greatly moved um, by their faith in Christ that they would stop at nothing to have counsel with Him. This is the power of faith that Christ can give us and through His faith we are pushed to run towards Christ because Christ puts in our own hearts the need that we have for a Savior. Um, Because of their great faith Christ forgives the sins of the man with palsy. Um, I remember, you know, back when Christ was working in my own life, I just remember having that, that feeling and that, that resonated with me that, you know, when, when Christ begins to work in someone's life, there's nothing else you can be pushed towards. Um, there's nothing else you can run towards but um, Christ. And that, that is the power of faith. That is the power of, of Christ working in someone's soul. Um, and again, it's not anything that I was doing in my own life. It wasn't any power that I had over sin or over, um, you know, over any, any aspect of my life, really. It was just Christ pushing me in that direction, Christ using faith, Christ using, um, the, you know, the shed blood of, of Christ is incredible for what it can do to your heart because it can really take a heart that is transfixed in one direction and, Make it to realize it can't do anything. Um, even if you obtain, um, the worldly, um, goals that you have, you're still going to be left wanting and you're still going to be left, you know, empty. And that is, again, it, it's the power of faith to, to take someone who's moving in one direction and change his heart and realize that I, I need to be, um, directed by Christ. I don't need to be setting my own destinations. I don't need to be charting my own course through life. I need Christ to to show me where I need to go. And, and that's faith, is, is trusting in Christ to show us what he will that we should do. And uh, this is a beautiful picture um, that Christ is willing to reveal to those to forsake all and come after him. The next point I want to look at is just uh, the need for faith. So I want to look in, uh, we'll be in in Mark chapter 2 again, but I just want to read verses 15 through 17. And it came to pass that as Jesus sat at meat in His house, many Republicans and sinners sat also together with Jesus and His disciples. For there were many And they followed him. And when the scribes and Pharisees saw him eat with publicans and sinners, they said unto his disciples, How is it that he eateth and drinketh with the publicans and sinners? And Jesus heard it, and he saith unto them, They that are whole have no need of the physician, but they that are sick. I come not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Um, We see in in this passage that Christ has come to call sinners to repent, um, the sinner is in great need to be brought to repentance. Um, he must forsake all and have faith in Christ. But if we do not see ourselves as in need of saving, um, then in what do we place our faith? We place it in ourselves. And that's, um, kind of going back to that point I was making earlier. Prior to Christ working in my life, you don't, you don't, you don't see the need to have faith, uh, in, in anything else other than yourself. Cause you, you kind of think, well, I've got it all figured out. I know what I'm going to try to do. Um, and, and whenever hard times come in your life, or even when things are going well, you know, from the outside, there's still that emptiness, that, uh, guilt, um, that's, that's constantly there. And that is why we have such a need for faith because we have to see ourselves as broken as in need of fixing. Um, And that's what Christ is saying here in this passage. Um, He came for those that were sick, um, for the sinners uh, that were in need of repentance. Um, uh, And and again, I I had faith in myself prior to Christ working in my life and, and an unwillingness to let go of sin. You're not going to want to push things out of your life that are wrong and that are sinful, unless you recognize that you are a sinner and that you do need, um, you do need a great physician, which is Christ, um, in your life. Um, and, and that's what Christ provides for us through his shed blood is a, a a faithfulness, um, and a hope that we are healed and made whole through his, through his shed blood. Um, and the the last point i want to make here um is the weakness of our faith um we're not even even now i know that faithfulness and being faithful and having faith are things that we constantly have to keep a check on and we constantly have to have self-examination on these things is you know if we are keeping our faith where it should be not keeping our faith in you know, our jobs, you know, certain political ideas, you know, um, things of that nature that, that we've, you know, may not necessarily be bad things, but they're not things that are ultimately going to leave us fulfilled and they're ultimately going to let us down. And they're not eternal like Christ is. So it's just important that we, we keep our faith in check. Um, I want, to, I want to read back in Mark 9, I just want to read a short passage from what we just read just to emphasize this point. I'm just going to read verse 17 um, to 25 here. And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit, and whosoever he hath taken him, he teareth him and foameth and gnasheth with his teeth, and pineth away. And I spake to, the, to thy disciples and that they should cast him out, and they could not. And he answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him, and when he saw him, straightway the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. And he, he asked his father, How long? is it a go since this came into him? And he said, of a child. And oft times he hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. I'm going to actually stop there at verse 23. Verse 23. but the father of the son asks Christ if he can do anything for his son, then please have compassion on him and, and, and help. But Christ puts the focal point back onto the, the main issue at hand, um, which is it's, it's a heart issue. Um, Christ says, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Um, Christ places the focus back on, on the individual um, Christ is saying to the Father, you know, are you willing to forsake all and follow me? Um, are you willing to place all your spiritual and earthly concerns before Christ? Because you see that Christ is your, own, is, uh, is your only hope for salvation. Um, it's your only hope of, of again, being fully satisfied, um, not, not leaving you wanting Great are my sins, but greater is thy faithfulness. Are are we willing to say that um, to Christ every day? And it's not something that's just a one and done. It's it's a constant battle um, to, to make sure we're putting our faith in Christ and not in things that will continually and consistently um, leave us disappointed. This man does believe, uh, and he says, Lord, I believe. He does so with tears in his eyes as, you know, he undoubtedly is, is desperate for the help of Christ and, um, is seeing his own unbelief, you know, before his eyes. Uh, and he, he says it, um, I, I believe, um, and it, it, we see the, the prayerful request that he has. Lord, I believe, but help thou my unbelief. And that's a, a prayer and a, um, Uh, a request that, that we need to consistently have, um, ourselves is Lord. I believe, I, I know that you are my savior. I know that you are powerful. I know that you are sufficient for all of my, um, all of my needs, but help, help me in my unbelief, help me in my, my weakness in my lack of faith. Um, it's it's needed. We're we're very incapable of of being faithful in an, in and of our own strength, but God is very capable of um, providing strength and giving us uh, the ability to to keep our to keep our life pointed towards Him and and make our decisions uh, easier in knowing that as long as I am faithful to put Christ first. You know, Christ will take care of the rest. God will, God will help. God is sovereign to direct my path as long as I'm consistent and faithful to make sure I'm keeping him uh, at the forefront of, of my decision making. Um and it, it's a it's a prayer for mercy. It's it's a cry for for help, for relief, just like it, it says in in Hebrews um 4:16. Um we cry out for grace, um, and receive mercy when, in, in our time of need, uh, we, we can go before God, uh, and cry out for help when, when we need it, which is, which is often, which is consistently because we're, we're constantly, you know, at a, in, in war for our souls and, and at war for our, um, our attitude towards Christ. Um, and, and He's faithful to, to answer our prayers, um, of, Lord, please just help me to be faithful. Help me to be faithful in, in every aspect of my life. Um, and I would just like to encourage us to make that a part of our of our daily our daily prayers. Um, and then, lastly, I'm just going to close by reading again. This is a familiar passage to everybody, but I just want to close by reading um, out of Matthew six. I'm going to read verses 25 through 34. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life. What you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on, is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment. Hold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them and yea, not much better than they. Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit into his status? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, how they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Therefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, Shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or whatever with or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things, but ye seek first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. That's, um, those are my thoughts from, from Mark, um, on, on faithfulness. And I hope this was, um, edifying to, to everyone this afternoon.